Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. This episode, we're going to talk about rent control, rent stabilization. Just recently, Bernie Sanders put out a tweet talking about nationwide rent control. California just passed a new law about statewide rent control. Is it good? Is it bad? And then also, most importantly, is it unconstitutional? So if you like this, tune in, subscribe. Talk to you later. Bye. Today, we're going to talk about rent control. Just recently, Bernie Sanders put out a tweet that he was, maybe one of his policies would be nationwide rent control. And if you're not familiar, rent control is basically when a landlord has a building, there have limitations on lease turnovers, lease renewals, uh, most importantly, price increases on your rent from year to year, because a lot of people, they do one-year leases. You're not having these long commercial leases. Um, But the question is today, rent control, is it good? Is it bad? And one thing I, which is kind of in my mind is, is it constitutional? So this year, California, they passed a statewide rent control. It's the second of its kind. Washington, I'm going to pull it up here. Washington also did it as well. But basically this year in California, they voted to have a statewide rent control, uh, uh, rent caps. There's a little bit of a difference between rent control, rent stabilization, rent caps, things like this. But for the purpose of this video and this podcast, we're just going to talk about the concept of the government regulating your property as a landlord. So this year in California, it's going to cap all rent increases to 5%. Um, And they also changed some of the renewals of like, (coughs) sorry, (coughs) just cause and how to get, you know, just wanting to let someone go because you want to renew the lease. Now, obviously, if you can't pay the rent, that's something totally different. But a lot of times landlords might use just want to get you out and they don't really have to have a reason. So uh, the question is, you know, what would nationwide rent control look like? I think, you know, a lot of times when we talk about in this podcast, we talk about the balance between the government, private industry, housing, and like how it intersects with culture and how it all comes together. I think that nationwide rent control would be a terrible idea. Um, you know, housing is one of these things that it's not a perfect market because it takes a long time to transact. There's a lot of personal factors involved with it. People have held assets for a long, long time where it's also that they, you know, at different prices in different areas, they live in these things. It's not like a stock where you just kind of, you can buy and hold and trade and things like that. Um, but I think that, you know, it's great to have rent control and rent stabilization. It's good for a community and persons and uh, a city to have stable housing. But you also have to think about it from the flip side as well. Uh, Like, is it constitutional? Is it okay for the government to come in and say, hey, you are not allowed to do what you want to do with your property? I mean, as Americans and... um, 
you know, it's it's one of our in our, our constitution to have the right liberty to like freedom and property. But when the government comes in and tells you what you can and cannot do with your property, is that constitutional? Should that be allowed? We have things like eminent domain, which are also controversial when it's we want to build infrastructure projects. But for rent control, it's really about your rights as an owner versus rights as a tenant of someone who's leased to you. Uh, recently in New York, I think it was in July 2019, because of the laws we've talked about before for the change in our state, landlords went and tried to press that these rent stabilization these rent stabilization laws were unconstitutional. And even things with uh, SROs, which are like single room occupancies, they're not quite full apartments, but basically not allowing landlords to sell or demolish buildings as they chose if these tenants had protections. Um, as you have known before, like in some cities, like if you have rent protection or rent stabilization, even if an owner wants to sell, you don't have to leave for the new owner technically. And even if they wanted to demolish the building, it'd be very hard to to get you out if you don't want to leave. The the building would have to be in really poor shape or like a hazard to the hazard to the public, right? So Bernie Sanders is calling for national rent control. I think that you have to have some of these protections in place, but it, it's just really it, it treads on the line of being unconstitutional and is it good for business like sometimes say for instance in california five percent does that mean what if you're you were had a what if the year before you you uh rented it to someone under certain circumstances maybe their job or maybe there was a death in the family or the income changed and then you know, you, you're you're stuck in that five percent, like five percent of a thousand, or five percent of five thousand is a huge, huge difference. Because as the the numbers go up, it it, it changes a little bit. So it's it's been done in Washington, it's been done in California, and now a presidential candidate is is calling for this. Um, what do you, what do you think? Do you think that? nationwide rent control is 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 good is it bad is it unconstitutional like can the does should you the government have that much power to let to let you control their assets and then once they're in you know there's there was reports you know this year that the 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 building sales have gone down quite substantially because of this new law in New York and uh, that in negatively impacts them so where does where does the balance come in because you know i think we're also in a crux in our culture right now where people are talking you know we're trying to think about especially with the pre president we have a president there now who's really into deregulate regularization deregulating cutting down government small government and then we have on the polar opposite huge government talking about socialism nationalized health care uh things like that so I'm going to see how this pans out. In California right now, this is about to go into effect because it's 2019. Let's see where the ramifications come from that. I know one big thing also about like cities like um, LA, everything's one, two, three, five stories. It's not very big. You're not allowed to build very high. 
What if, would that help? Would you allow, allowing certain places to, to increase zoning, make it easier to build? That's also in, in California, there's a lot of community voting that, that shuts down development. We have that in New York as well, but not to the same extent. But we'll see. Let's see how this 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 pans out. I don't think it's really possible to to have rent a federal rent stabilization or rent regulation like that. But let's see, let's see. Is it? Are you going to be allowed to sell your property? Is it devaluing your property? What's going to happen to the loans behind those properties if it affects the sales and income on those properties? Because you also forget that huge portions of these buildings are on debt. So they're also servicing interest and debt loans. Cost of interest goes up. You have inflation. That was another thing I was going to say. It does um, It does have markers in it to account for inflation for for the uh for the landlord also you also forget that you can be paying a very high rent and be a high net worth individual and have a rent stabilized apartment so basically if you go into midtown right now there's a lot of buildings that got rent stabilization laws but their cap is very high so it could be three thousand five thousand dollars a month do they deserve do they need it do they deserve it or is it someone who's paying $1,000? Like the, the price point matters. And there's another one too. You can also get abuses in it as well. So you, sometimes you go to these some places and because of the circumstances of the timing, when they got it, uh, the situation they were in. I've seen people outside of government regulated housing in, in, in Beamers and they're not doing anything legal. They just pay $500 a month for their rent and there's six people there who all work. So where does that, that fine line come there happen? And then also just this is, is this going to encourage stagnation in the market? So if you have these protections, people aren't going to move because once you move, you lose the protections. But if you stay, then it, it's, it's locked in. So it's, it's been upheld in New York that that that's, they, they're still it's still ongoing, but it's not been totally dismantled obviously you have a lot of lobbying efforts between landlord advocacy groups tenant tenant organizers but it's a it's it's a it's an interesting argument and then also i'm going to finish up as well as that do you think that certain maybe like the prices in new york or the housing situation in new york might be affected by this because we have large swaths of like queens or certain areas that at that time have these rent protections and is that putting pressure on the market rate apartments and that's why everything's high or if there was more fluidity of people moving making quality houses more competition to to bring prices down allow people to build more um would that would that make it easier for everybody to move and have more fluidity in the market so that people can uh that prices would wouldn't skyrocket in market rate and be something else for um regulated so hope you enjoyed the podcast if you do like subscribe on itunes and youtube find me on instagram on all social media media at marcus amadeus and just for some business stuff if you're looking for a home to buy sell or rent in new york city or you just want some advice contact me i'm a, a real estate agent i've been for over a decade 
We also have design, construction, attorneys you can talk to, mortgage mortgage bankers to, to shop with, movers, appraisals, handyman, one-stop shop. We can help you out and make sure that they're vetted, make sure that they are quality and you're not just finding some someone random that is not going to do a good job. And also with our nationwide network, if you're moving out of town, we can help you in your new city. We can, if you're moving into town, you can help as well. We have a network all over the country. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. See you later. Bye.